Welcome back, folks. It's the SoCo Show, episode number 139. This is the voice of Co Exotic back at you with another episode. I'm joined, as always, by Seth Ott. Hello, you cool cats and kittens. Oh, okay. There, that's all right. Seth is a, now an aging librarian, uh, and that's how he greets people. Uh, I'm Carol for, Baskin. For a Jesus. World, well, I haven't watched the show, Carol. Gosh. God. Anyway, uh, for a podcast record third consecutive week. Jared Buckendall joins the show. Welcome back, homie. I'm Cheesy Steve, and I shred (laughs) the guitar majan. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Uh, well, I guess Steve. now we know what you've been up to. You've been shredding Parmesan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, damn days. right. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a euphemism, even though it's literally true. <laughs> yeah, it's 100% fact. Oh, man. Parmesan yeah. Paul. Parmesan Paul. <laughs> that should have, that's going to be his next album. He's been working on it for 10 years. <laughs> Gotta have the right temperature to bake your pizza. Come on, oh, all wow. you pepper ladies, now pepper ladies. <laughs> Eat some za with us. <laughs> Eat some za with us. Get some mozzarella and get some za with us. <laughs> Those sexy ladies want za with us. <laughs> oh, we, wow. we have to make a music video now. Seth, Seth, you play Sean Paul, and uh, and we'll make a. We could be a commercial for J Buck Live. Yes, yes. Oh yes. man, that's funny. Oh man, for the folks at home who may not have heard yet, uh, Jared has recently started a weekly show about J Buck Live. Uh, you want to tell the folks at home about it? Yeah, it's a weekly show about J Buck Live. <laughs> Boom. That's how you. Know, I just that that. Also, I love that you said about J Buck Live. <laughs> Is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> well, Jared repeated it. I was about to start bragging because if if all you did was repeat me, then that was the best setup of all time. But I didn't it that. was it was a very good setup. I didn't know I was um, being made fun of. <laughs> no, J Buck Live. Yeah, weekly show of kind of movie news, which is sparingly right now. Um, but then there's like commercial breaks, pre-recorded sketches, and stuff thrown in there. So yeah. Check it out every Tuesday night. Boom. Head on over to uh, J-Buck Live, J-Buck Studios, that is, uh, on YouTube to find uh, find the weekly show. It's been really fun. Seth and I have been tuning in, dicking around in the comments. Uh, it's been a good time. Oh, man. Uh, I got a feeling I, we are, I'm something like four minutes into this, and, and I know this is going to be a wacky show. We were chatting a little bit beforehand. Everyone's in a goofy mood. Everyone's drinking <laughs> terrible beer from the backs of our fridges. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I think it's going to be a fun one. We got a lot of good, a lot of good stuff that we're going to talk about this week. Um, we got uh, the return of a, of a recent edition. The SoCo Second Draft is back for another uh, another turn this week. So Jared and I are going to be mad living uh, a little bit of um, plot synopsis. Uh, I missed the boat, so I caught a new movie this week. A couple new reviews. Uh, for some things that are available on streaming and a uh, whole lot of other fun stuff, too. Seth's going to get in the TV corner as well. Uh, but before we get to any of that, we're going to start, like we always do, with some chic tweets. I call you a punk. 
I, I, sorry about the dramatic pause. Um, I was uh, trying to decide how I wanted to deliver this. I've decided upon this. That was quite a pause. This time. You interrupted me. I did. Yeah, that was a mistake. God damn it. I quit. I just wanted, I'm done. I, I just wanted to say that that was a pregnant pause, which is a real saying. Uh, and I was, I've been looking for for a reason to say it for a while, and now I've been able to. So go on with your wow. extravagant impression of the Iron Sheik. Well, you, you've, you've been searching for a place to put pregnant pause, and you really, you really didn't think too hard about it because you could have put it anywhere else. But instead, you put your pregnancy into my sentence. So <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, in this time of uncertainty, please tell the uncertainty to go fuck itself. There it is. Please tell the uncertainty. I didn't deliver it to go fuck in the way I, I wanted to. I ruined the because delivery. Because I was interrupted by Coexotic, who didn't even fucking watch Tiger King and doesn't deserve that nickname. Okay. Well, um, I don't have much of a defense, but <laughs> <laughs> you're worse I, than Carol Baskin. Well, I I have not seen the show, so I don't know how insulting that is. But the way you sounded made me think a lot. Yeah, it's it's insulting. Is that the one that keeps that bitch, Carol Baskin? Is that what they yeah. call her? Yeah, yeah, you're a bitch. Oh, I've always known I was that bitch. Um, not, <laughs> not necessarily in that way, though. This is, has Tiger King, let me ask you guys this. Um, this is kind of, I guess we're still in Sheik tweets. Hey, we're still in the Sheik, yeah, get out of the fucking Sheik tweets, goddammit. I need Sheik to run said, this show. The Sheik said something wise, let's, let's not discount that. But Tiger King, is it, I feel like I've missed you, it. Like, you're not going to play the sounder? Everyone, I'll play it when we exit the the the. We're still in the chic segment. Um, yeah, let's get out of the chic tweets. Is is Tiger King like gone? Like, I know I can still watch it, but is the the best part, the most fun part about everyone talking about it and things? Do you think it's gone? Do you think that couple weeks of hype has peaked now, or do you think this maybe I, new episode that they're going to put back out is going to re-energize that? Like, can I still get on this wagon and not have it be a waste of time? I think yes, until this episode comes out. I think after this episode, and I, I bet this episode will probably suck because it'll probably yeah. be like, where are they are, where are they now? Where thing. are they now? So, so we're not going to get the cool, wacky, weird footage that we got in the the rest of it. But there'll still be excitement leading up to it, uh, especially when they announce when it's going to be. So if you can hit it then, that that sweet spot, that sweet sweet tiger, meow. Puss. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're getting that pussy cat. Um, yes. Then. I think you'll you'll be able to to enjoy it for just a t- tad bit, but you definitely missed out on the on the wave. Yeah, that's a shame. That's okay though. Coexotic. I'll take last minute tiger anytime, um, and that's probably that's probably what I'm gonna end up having. Anyway, this has been Chic Tweets. I call you a punk. Shouts out to our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You'll get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. <laughs> also linked in the box, Mathis Designs. That's our friend Steph. She's on etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all your stationery and graphic design needs. Page show. <laughs> and of course, yeah, this will be good. And of course, Mike's Wood. Head over to etsycom shop cornfed and wed to get your wood worked. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like that at all. Was, did you sneak a sir in at the back of that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That's I how you know it's Michael Caine. I didn't know that about Michael Caine, but um, I mean, I suppose. Mister mm. White, sir. Mister White, sir. Wow, you're you're practically writing a fan fiction for us right here live. Uh, hello, sir. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, let's get away from Michael Caine and over to previously recorded Seth and Co Exotic with an ad for Anchor. I was it was recently brought to my attention that um, that there's frequent skipping of the Anchor ad, and I <gasps> don't care at all. I, it doesn't matter <laughs> that you skip the ad. I encourage it even, but um, I'm going to I'm going to change the ad, and it's gonna I'm gonna fuck with people. So whatever it is you think the number of like skips you need to hit to get through the anchor ad is get ready to have it changed because I'm, I'm gonna basically i just want people to be unreasonably upset for no reason so heads up that's coming um anyway we're gonna jump into some more show stuff uh, not a lot of news so so we're not really doing a lot of movie news lately but we've just been bouncing around some random topics like beach balls at a nickelback concert and we're gonna keep doing that this week uh with some i don't know it is beach ball <laughs> that's actually we're gonna keep that there's look at this breach but that's gonna be our, our new uh our new topic shuffle um sounder so thanks for the audio jb i'm gonna get that from your your track later um so what's uh okay so we are a few weeks in do you guys feel does it feel normal to, i've gotten to a point where being quarantined and everything that that's gone on with that feels normal to me i feel like this is i'm used to it and it doesn't feel strange i've settled into it where are you guys at yeah like like i've talked about you know prior i'm still going to work and stuff so i feel pretty normal i'm doing pretty much what i've been doing still order a lot of food in uh still watching movies and tv and playing games and stuff on the weekends and nights so same old same old for me now i just don't have to make up excuses to go to not go do things (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that whole thing, once uh, life gets back to normal, the excuse, like, right now you have the perfect excuse not to do anything or hang out with anyone, um, which is kind of relieving. I mean, obviously, just hanging about by yourself is, might get old for some people. I'm very much keeping myself busy. Um, This is normal life for me now. I'm basically a gremlin. I stay up till, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I wake up very late. I drink nothing but coffee and vodka, so, like, life is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no complaints here. We're, we're among the lucky ones, um, so so we're do having you, an enjoyable time. Jared, do you mix your coffee and vodka? Uh, depends what time. If it's between 6 and 7, yes. I gotta <laughs> tell you, I did that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and? It was a good morning. <laughs> Damn right. I thought I thought after he said and I thought you were gonna say and I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I will. Here's what I will say. Uh, my Seth talked about this weeks ago. We've talked about it a couple times. But the the missing the movie theater thing. Um, I think it hit Seth really hard right away. And now it's I was hit with a wave of it yesterday. I'll explain why in a second. Um, but you guys both said before the podcast that you're you're settling into that too, and it's maybe changing your thoughts on staying home to stream things instead of going to the theater. Uh, you, tell me, tell me that you were lying to me because it's breaking my heart to hear you guys say that. I mean, I'm not necessarily lying. I just, I mean, we were talking before the podcast, obviously, and for my channel, I, I will say I review a lot of crap, 
And mm-hmm. if I don't have to leave my house for that crap, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do miss the theater, absolutely, but I just don't know if, um, for example, like uh, The Grudge or films like mm-hmm. that where I'm going to go into it knowing that it's at the teens on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, I, I'm just going to skip that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for for me, it's, um, I mean, I, I was kind of skipping a lot of that stuff anyway, but for me, it's like I... I definitely miss it too. Like, like you know, we were talking about beforehand. I miss it, but at the same time, it's 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 kind of now that it's been a few weeks and I haven't gone. It now I know that it's not as as big of a deal not being able to go. Like, there's times where I've talked about where um, I think I talked about in Jared's podcast where like scheduling time, like scheduling the times I'm going to go to movies yes. and like yep, all that stuff was super stressful and. And it shouldn't be, but it is because I want to, you know, I want to make sure I can get to as many as I can in a day and, and that I want to see. And, and I only want to do it at certain times. So I like to go to movies at certain times and blah, 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 blah. So I added a lot of extra stress to it for no reason. And it's been nice not having that stress and it's going to be great to go to a movie again. But I even know like right away going to the back to the movies, they're going to have like probably 50%. They're going to slowly roll it out. So like getting seats that way will probably be stressful again and that type of thing. And also too. I don't have like passes, unlimited passes. So I'm, you know, I don't know how money I'm, how much money I'm actually saving because I have bought way more food uh, <laughs> lately than I probably should have. Um, Everything's probably free delivery though, isn't it? I mean, there's still like service fees they put on top of it, and then like ordering out. Like I don't normally do that. I just I I eat pretty much the same thing all the time, um, and I eat like very little during the week and stuff, and then the weekends I eat a lot. But now I'm just eating all the time, every day, all day. Mm-hmm. So. Like, I don't know, it's, it's, I'm allocating money at different places, but I think overall I'm probably saving money, um, cause I'm not driving to, to, you know, sometimes I have to drive 30 miles to go see a movie or whatever too. So, um, it, going back to that point, uh, of, of the theaters, again, it's, it's nice having the break. It's nice not having to stress about it. The, some of the mystique of like, I have to go is gone, which is good. I, I, need, I think I needed to, uh, to break it up, honestly, because mm-hmm. towards the end there, even in the last few months with January and February, seeing some worse movies, I'm like, I, I love the theater, but I don't want to be here necessarily sometimes. Or like, <laughs> I don't know. How, like, I wasn't getting as excited to go. It just kind of became Routine. something I did all the time. Exactly. And so... It'll be nice to be excited to go to the movies again, and maybe I will, you know, pace myself a little more, especially once movies start coming out too, because it's going to be weird to see what actually comes out new uh, for a little while. So, mm-hmm. I think another yeah. thing, like talking about how you know, like scheduling is very stressful. Some people might just laugh at that, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to go to this theater at this time, so then I can make it to this theater at this time, so then I can maximize my time. I don't know. It's it's very much my own personal problem. It sounds like <laughs> Seth, you deal with it too. Um, but then Thursday, like I almost based my whole week around Thursday. So like now I'm just Mm -hmm. lost. I don't have much of a schedule. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that I definitely all get. Um, there is, I've, I know I've, I've stressed myself out on way too many Saturdays trying to fit a triple feature in between breakfast and dinner. Um, so yeah, that I can, that I can definitely see. And, and you certainly don't miss some of the annoying parts of going to the theater, um, um, so that I get, and, I, and I'm saving a ton of money on popcorn and M&Ms though, too. That, that <laughs> I, have, I have definitely seen the effect of that on my wallet. <laughs> Please tell me you have like a jar that you're just putting ch- loose change in that says popcorn and M&Ms fund. <laughs> I should, I have, I have a, an unallocated, uh, jar of coins. So 
I should. I just need to come up with a goal for it to have, and I think corn and M's is a reasonable one. <laughs> there we go. Um, also, I got to rewind just a little bit. Uh, you, you said that you used to stress about fitting a triple feature in between breakfast and dinner. You know, there's a, another meal in the middle there, right? Well, I can eat at the theater. Like corn and I'm, I'm having corn and M's all day. <laughs> that that's not lunch. That is not lunch. Well, that's true. But if I eat like a huge, like a typical Saturday for me. Uh, this was before I met my girlfriend, but, um, I would get up, go to breakfast and then straight from breakfast, I would go to the first show, uh, out of whatever I wanted to see. And then I could catch like a, like a, like a 10 or 11 o'clock and then like a one o'clock and like a three thirty, if I was lucky. Mm-hmm. And then I'm home before dinner, um, and can still have like a night, you know, that way my night isn't shot just from going to a couple movies where typically if it's a triple feature, at least one of those movies sucks. So yeah, <laughs> um, I definitely can empathize. Like going to shitty movies is something I've been pulling back from that for a while. I don't anticipate like if, if the first weekend is some bullshit movie that I know sucks, I'm not, I'm not going to like rush to see it, but I got to feel my like they'll, spy. They'll put some stuff out that, that makes you come my spot. Well, fuck that movie. You don't, you don't have to go anywhere to see that. That'll be on Amazon prime good i would pay i would pay to not have to watch that movie like whatever a ticket costs i would give it to the anti my spy do do you pay for amazon prime uh my parents do (laughs) okay (laughs) well the michael name is still on amazon prime which means that you are a partial owner of amazon of my spy well i want to flush my part down the toilet so (laughs) if you see a one-tenth of one second cut uh, that seems to be missing out of my spy. That's my part, and I peed on it before I flushed it. There's just random frames missing. <laughs> yeah. I will say, um, so we were talking about... Oh, no, go ahead. I'm going to switch topics in a second. So. Oh, oh, I was just... Oh, one quick thing. Like, obviously, you guys uh, get burgers, get food and stuff at the movie theaters quite frequently. Um, oh, I feel Jared. like here... What? You just reminded me of the Marcus Burger. Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. We can we can switch off that. No, I was gonna say because I know that Seth, you mentioned that up there they have movies at like nine o'clock. Uh huh. If they served breakfast, how awesome would that be? I know. Oh fuck. I yeah. I, I would I would be there every Saturday if they had breakfast. I get pissed because on their menu, like the stuff they cook, they have um, mini donuts, fried mini donuts, and I've I had them once. Um, just like in the afternoon and, and they were fucking incredible but i was like yeah if they had these in the in the morning i would be so so happy oh yeah the only Get thing breakfast the only coffee. thing breakfast <laughs> well i had uh root beer with mine it was pretty good <laughs> root beer. Um, but uh the only thing they, they serve that's like breakfast adjacent is they sell um cinnamon pretzel bites with like frosting so it's kind of like cinnamon roll ish um and that's pretty good but yeah it's if they sold like the the donut holes or the donut mini donuts and the uh they have like pancakes or shit like that mm-hmm. that would be amazing because mm-hmm. doesn't that that kitchen doesn't always open before the first showing isn't that the problem you run into it doesn't open till like 11 but it's like a fucking the last time i was there i was gonna get a marcus Berg. god damn it i'm pissed now <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the the rage. Okay, so th- the last day I went there, I went to a movie at like, um, it was like 1130. So it was even like, because it's supposed to open at 11, I think. But and it was like right before all the shit went down and, and, you know, it was already starting to get like very scarce. There weren't a lot of people there. Um, but 
I get up to the counter and, and I asked for a Marcus Burger. I'm like, give me my motherfucking Marcus Burger. And it's this guy that is just, he's the worst person like that, you know, takes up orders and stuff. Because every single time, he's the guy that denies me a burger. <laughs> it's him every time. And he is like, the kitchen's not open yet. The whole fucking, it's 1130. And then I walk by to get my get my drink. There's a dude standing right in the fucking kitchen area because you can see it right there. So I almost went back there and threw my drink at his face. <laughs> but I decided to let it go, not knowing that that would be the last opportunity I get to have a juicy, delicious Marcus cheeseburger. Man. <sighs> yeah, I That's... will say the Flicks brew house down here, they do have breakfast, but it's only weekends. Therefore, I have never had it. I know that there's been a couple <laughs> Fridays I've gone, and I'm like, yes, I'm going to get breakfast. It's going to be awesome because it's 10 o'clock, 1030 showing. And they're like, oh, unfortunately, that's only the weekends. <laughs> Man, that's some bullshit. I don't blame him for being upset. I So, yes, a lot of things not to miss about the movie theater, but, and this is my first topic today, um, <clears throat> the thing I absolutely miss about the movie theater and will always be my favorite thing about the movies is watching a movie with people. Um, I don't get me wrong. And I think we're all a little like this. Like we're, we're all guys that like being alone and like watching it. If it's something you really want to get into, it makes sense to be by yourself. But there's sometimes when like, you just want to be with a room full of people, uh, you know, watching, watching a movie. And there was footage, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there was footage of, um, of it was, it was old footage from a year ago when Avengers Endgame came out. And I'm sure you guys saw this too, because I know it was bouncing around Twitter. Mm-hmm. People were retweeting or reposting their footage from watching Avengers and the cheering and stuff that was going on uh, during that. And and that was awesome. It was it was it was fun to watch and fun to think about Avengers again. But for me, it was even more about like it's. I miss the movies because that's where I would go and be in a group of people together and have some sort of big experience. And I, I would get that in stand up also, but like. The Avengers experience was such a good, such a good one for me, and I think for a lot of folks that to think about that now and not even having the option to go to the theater made me really bummed out. Like I actually got a little bit emotional about not being able to go to the movie theater because that was such a nice memory. And um, I don't know, for me that was a big deal. I don't know what your guys is, how you guys felt when you were watching that, but it, oh, I was just tickled pink, man. Yeah, I mean it, it was cool to watch that video. I, you know, I kind of had similar feelings too, but um, you know, it, it's. It, it, for me, it was more about I more thought more about that experience in that movie as a, than than like um, wanting to watch movies with people again because I just I don't really care if people are in the theater with me or not. Other than something like that, you know, like mm-hmm. the the Avengers was cool. That I mean, Star Wars was kind of cool to see with people, but other than that, I don't want people doing that in a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it it's definitely like a certain, it's a movie by movie basis, I would say, because like big blockbusters like that, I love to kind of get a crowd and people, I wouldn't say necessarily cheering. I mean, for Endgame, people did and fucking lost their minds. But also some horror films are kind of fun because maybe someone will like yeah. scream. But if it's just like a small indie, like Seth, when we went to The Irishman, I wish it was uh-huh. just you and me in that theater. <laughs> right. Except instead of the fucking people in the background being like, isn't he in some makeup or something? Why does he look so young? Why does De Niro look like he's 65, but he got called young kid? <laughs> so that make more sense if you've seen that movie. <laughs> well, I, I think I know enough, but 65 is a young kid compared to these old fuckers. Like, they, 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 they dream of the days when they were 65. 
but no, I, I, uh, yeah, there are certain like seeing uh, searching with a group with with the room uh, theater full of people was was pretty cool at some of the time, like when the twists and turns happen. But so there are certain moments, but yeah, for the most part, um, you know, maybe I'd like to rewind again just to be back in that theater and you know forget about what's happening in a year. But uh, <laughs> you know, other otherwise, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just want to be in a theater in general. Mm-hmm. Does your does your guys's um opinion of Endgame just about a year later hold up? Do you still love it? Mhm. Yeah. Um I feel like any MCU movie, I don't know about that one. I feel like every MCU movie now that I watch, there's like maybe a 5 to 10 minute gap that I'm just like I want to get to the good part and then I'll fast forward. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, they've all got they've all got sort of their down points. Um I I I agree with you. I still love it. Like that that holds up. Um there's a lot of Marvel that doesn't hold up as well but uh endgame i think does and i was just re-watching some i think because i watched that video 200 times of people watching um cap grab the hammer but um i got youtube suggestions about endgame and so i watched a couple things with the russo brothers talking about the movie and stuff and i remembered how much of a total shitstorm everything was about marvel for like three months up until then uh-huh. it was almost exhausting and now it's fun to go back and like and enjoy some of that stuff without being so surrounded by it uh and and i feel the same way too about the latest star wars movies like i think with given some time and then when people go back to them and there's not the frenzy around them that they'll have i think people will have a higher opinion of them but um i i was i'm glad that Endgame has held up because i was so invested in that movie and and happy with how it came out so i'm glad that i haven't uh haven't gotten jaded about it not but i have been um it's been in my uh it's been on my list of things to rewatch because i've been using a lot of this time to rewatch old stuff that i really liked um i watched the social network this past weekend uh which i'll talk about again in a second but um are you guys doing much of that are you going back jared i know you've seen some old old favorites lately like what's your balance of of watching new stuff versus going back to some of your old old favorites Oh, I, I definitely need to take this time to watch um, newer stuff, but uh, or, or or essentially go through, you know, the movie bucket list or things you miss, you know, like your whole uh, the way you guys have it set up for I miss the boat. Like, basically, I need to do that like once a week during this time, but I'll catch myself watching. Um, and, and mind you, I'm like working on other things during this, but I watched uh, Night at the Roxbury 21 and over for some reason, oh no no no, uh, uh, Silver Linings Playbook, um, Burlesque. <laughs> for some reason, I have no idea why I watched that movie. Um, I maybe it's because burlesque. Kristen Bell is absolutely gorgeous in that movie. Yep. Um, five five flame. I don't know. Yeah. Five for her. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, kind of going back and watching some different stuff. Um, I did record an episode of Movies and Nonsense with uh, my buddy Rob, and we decided to go like way back, and we watched uh, 1962's Doctor No. The first James Bond movie, never seen oh, it, and it it was it was uh, it was an experience to say the least. <laughs> I just had an idea. Um, I don't know how we would do this, so maybe we could talk it out. But since uh, you've been on for the last few weeks, Jared, and I'm assuming you'll be on moving forward for a while, um, should we include you on the the miss the boat? Yeah, you've done. That. I mean, we did it when I was out in Oregon for what Equilibrium, I believe. Yeah. Um, it would it would definitely give me an excuse to watch a movie I haven't seen. Because therefore I have homework. <laughs> so should we, should we maybe figure out a, a, a list for you? 
I, I mean, maybe. I mean, I mean, I'm I, I'm looking at the calendar, and I don't have a job through the thirtieth, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for three more weeks. <laughs> I think what we would have to do is, um, and we'll do it. So when we get to the segment, we'll we'll circle back to this. But um, okay, um, I'm thinking if we if if Jared is able to look at both of our lists and say, okay, these are the ones I haven't seen, and then like next week it's Seth's turn, so. Jared can look at Seth's list and say, okay, both of us haven't seen this one. Let's watch that. Like, I think that would be the easiest way unless we want yeah, to create a yeah. whole third list for Jared, which we can do, but I don't know what you've seen. We can, we can either yeah. talk later or off the air, whatever works. Yeah. I don't, th- yeah. <laughs> I guess the listeners might not want to hear us hammer out a new segment uh, or a new edition. So like what movies have you not seen? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Seth, what are you thinking about this week? shit i had a thought and then it was gone that was something different but um no so uh this week at work um i ran out of like well i didn't run out of podcasts because there's you know like a billion and three of them um but i was just tired of listening to podcasts so i every once in a while i'll get an inkling to throw on some music and i threw on um probably my favorite station uh if if you were to if cody if cody were to guess a station uh, he'd probably be, he'd probably be within like five guesses of this one, but it's two uh, thousands one hit wonders, <laughs> and so I was going through that, and um, it, Cody will know my anger for this, but I I was <laughs> I was I was scrolling through and I heard Ashley Simpson's pieces of me. Oh yeah, and that that made me angry because Ashley Simpson is not a one hit wonder. <laughs> she had. Th- she had two other bops on that on that album, <laughs> and then she had a second album with another bop. So actually, I don't really know if I, can, I like that other one, but um, that got me thinking about one hit wonders. What especially? I mean, I'm a fan of the 2000s, but what what are some of your what are some of your guys' favorites uh, one hit wonders? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. That's a really good one. Bam, 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 bam. I'm, I, I don't know if there are any Lou Bega hits, but I, I doubt it. Um, no. I, my mind immediately goes to Rick Astley, uh, Never Gonna Give Ooh. You Up. I don't know That's that a he good had one. anymore. Um, I have a hard time with one-hit wonders. Um, Biz Marquis, Here. I know he had a few. He had a little bit of a career, but Just a Friend. Um it, that, that's a classic. Uh, <laughs> I know Seth's roommate and uh, my former roommate and buddy, too, Matt, uh, really loves that song. So that's a, that's a good one. So... Here I'll throw here I'll, I'll throw some memory joggers here for from this is the one hit wonders playlist that that I was listening to so we got stuff like handlebars I was singing that the other day when we were oh, playing video games handlebars. Cody I fucked is, with that song dude is that, that the one where it's jam. like no handlebars no yes. yeah oh my god I I know that but I'm just like that that was definitely not not me because if you when I go through and read all these you'll think like oh that's not a one-hit wonder but it was oh, yeah. because the people who sang this stuff so like bleeding love leona lewis that was a one-hit wonder um remember that song that move your body girl <laughs> what you remember that one move that body there. work that yeah. body girl shake uh oh, okay T-Pain okay yeah. on that. who's that by nelly um, no we're thinking a different song well, this, you're thinking a different song um that my song's by nelly are you thinking of nelly Furtado? Move no, it's it's by Nina Sky. Oh, Liz. is it go? Your, your body, girl, girl, make the fellas go. Ooh, yeah, there you go. There you girl. go. Yeah, I do um, remember that one. That Laffy Taffy. 
Laffy Taffy's a bop, no doubt. Uh, Chameleonaire riding. Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. Even the Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton was a was a one hit wonder. I mean, I Stacey's guess. Stacy's mom, kinda. Stacy's mom is definitely one. I don't know a single other noise that Fountains of Wayne. Fountains made. of Wayne. Oh, actually, I don't know. Maybe I don't know any other Fountains. They got one of the guys in the band just died. Um, Ocean it- Avenue. Yellow card? Ooh, one of my exes would be very upset with you because she's a huge Yellow Card fan, and that's not even their best song, according to her. She's really intense about it. Um, so I just so, I, I just looked up that Nina Sky song. That song, top notch. Yeah. <laughs> that is a banger. Do, what about, uh, does Aaron Carter count as one-hit wonder? I know you and I were fans of him, but did he have did he have more than just the had, one song? He had, I want, I want, is it I Want Candy? I want candy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I want candy. Aaron's party. How, How I beat Shaq. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> oh, Aaron. Seth and I are the only people that ever listen to that one song. Oh, Aaron. And I used did, to know all did, the words to it. I, I'm assuming this didn't happen. Like, did you guys go and see him in concert when he came to Iowa State? No. No. Um, I did. It was awesome. I was, yeah, I was there. I don't remember why I didn't. I probably had a Dub H thing. Um. But I remember when it happened and people, you had a good time. The only other review I oh. heard was that it was weird that he was older. I mean, he was older, but it was awesome because, I mean, mind you, I went with my roommate. We had a few drinks before. He, like, uh, we went to the early show. I'm curious what the later show would have been like. But, yeah, he brought, like, a chick on stage, was dancing with her, and then, like, I think tried to make out with her, which was a little weird, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard he definitely got fucking crazy. Like, he freaked out at concerts i heard that because he was in iowa city like a couple years ago um and he uh like was hammered and well i mean he was in that um he was in the uh documentary i watched last year about the boy bands Mm. and and he was like super drugged out and was just like this guy who like clearly stole money from him and his brother and NSYNC and all that stuff. He's like, he would never do that. He would never. And he was like freaking out. <laughs> like it was. Well, <laughs> it I know. Weird. I know that it was like a few months after he performed at Iowa State. That's when it came out that he was like essentially bankrupt. But then like re- within the last few years, it's come out that he had like a restraining order against his brother or like his brother had a yeah. restraint. Like it, it's a mess. It's a complete mess. Yeah. Man. Yep. Uh, speaking of boy bands, um, now he was a part of a band, boy band, but he, he was a one-hit wonder as a solo artist, and that was Nick Lachey, "What's Left of Me." Remember that song? I do I not don't think so. Uh, you will when you. Uh, What's it called? What's left of me? Cause I want you and I need you. Oh yes. Or oh, feel you. okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, he's oh, yes. he's the host. Is isn't he the host of uh, Love Is Blind? Yeah. 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 Man, Nick Lachey. Was, didn't he host? He hosted something else, too. He's, like, been a host. Um, shit. Host of a single amazing bop. That's yeah, I was going to say, I just listened to that one a little bit right now, and, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely up there. Oh, Dancing with you the Stars. You can't have what's left of me. <laughs> that was a good song. Was but yeah, it, um, I, so there's a lot of great one-hit wonders out there. Is Nick... Uh, Nick Lachey wasn't he married to uh, Jessica Simpson for a minute there? Jessica Simpson, they were on they were on the Newlywed Show. I think that's what it was called. That's New- right. Uh, the and Chicken then, of the Sea. Yeah, that's where that's from. And then we got a spinoff of the Ashley Simpson Show, which changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> it changed your life. I, I suppose you could say that. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, 
No, One Hit Wonders are awesome. There's there's there are so many good ones. Um, the Rolling Stones, One Hit Wonders, some of my favorites. Um, Led Zeppelin, uh, only one hit for Hadaway me. by uh, or uh, What Is Love by Hadaway. Ooh, that's <laughs> cool. Ooh Soft oh Cell. Oh my god. Um, Sweet Dreams. I don't I don't oh, know if Soft yeah. Cell had other ones, but that song fucking bops. Oh yeah. Um. Okay, so in Cedar Rapids, if this ends up happening, um. There is so Cody's gone to this before the the barbecue roundup. Oh hell yeah, I think I gained so weight. So now this, so this year it's called the roundup, just the roundup, and it's a mix of um, it's a mix of music and barbecue, which I mean that's a pretty great combo, but they're doing like a little tiny film or not film, but music festival type. It's not like a festival. Yeah, they're they're doing like a battle of the bands, and then they're having some bands like aren't like actual artists come through and the the two bands that they have are um definitely 80s one hit wonder or maybe maybe two hit wonders who knows at this point um but one of them is um the, the people who sing the safety dance oh, oh my hats. gosh and then the other is um the people who sing and i run uh flying <laughs> seagulls so- yeah damn right what? <laughs> they're the headliners on the saturday during saturday they, they're both playing so uh you know Cody, if you're thinking about flying back whenever that is um and then jared if you want to come come down oh, for that weekend, right. we, can, we can go see that complete you know side note i did a speech <laughs> over flock of seagulls in high school <laughs> about the band yeah the band that is awesome i um I what you know what's funny is this is a thing that I might actually like do because I have so much vacation time that I'm not using uh, because we're all working from home so I'm gonna need to use it on dumb shit this year and um, men without hats yeah. sounds like a pretty good reason to fly yeah. halfway across the country <laughs> yes um, yeah it's it's uh, <laughs> June 27th is is one that's scheduled for right now um, which actually might work out for when you're planning to come back anyway Dude, that's <laughs> is that the weekend is. Is that when our class reunion is? I don't know. That might be the same um, weekend was... as our 10-year class reunion, in which case we are fucking definitely going to Men Without Hats. <laughs> well, that's on... Yeah, we'll see. But um, we'll, we'll, I guess we're making plans on air again, all, which is dumb. All <laughs> the listeners out there, this will be an unofficial uh, SoCo meet and greet. You can meet yes. us there at the yes. uh, concert and barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it official. Maybe we can get a booth. That'd be fun. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, love the one at Wonders. I, uh, I, my the last thing I wanted to talk about. Holy um, crap! Sorry, um, real quick, I got I got to interrupt you. There's a forty dollar VIP ticket, which includes admission to the food, uh, and music, VIP reserved seating, and a private bar, and we get to see these amazing bands. And you get to 40? play with the band. <laughs> <laughs> you get to be a man without a hat. Damn right. You said forty four zero dollars. Yeah, that is a duh no brainer. That's a steal. <laughs> yeah, I would go watch. I would go watch Seth play the recorder for, for, for forty dollars. Forty dollars, a bunch of barbecue and a and a private bar. I absolutely would pay that. That's Nicely the recorder. Done. Hot cross buns. <laughs> Yeah, Damn right. it's the <laughs> only instrument that it can be played on. 
Just looking at some of these that uh, one hit, uh, like back to the one hit wonders that we kind of grew up as like I don't know I wouldn't say like <laughs> teens but like before that. Who let the dogs out? That was like on Nickelodeon yep. uh, all the time. Bahamen, I, I had both their albums. Um, Bahamen <laughs> were kind of my shit for a little bit. Crocodile Rock. <laughs> Crocodile Rock is that? Yeah, the I remember their cup their cover of it. Oh, uh, see, I, weirdly, I don't remember that, but I remember I remember obviously. Um, um, who let the dogs out? There were a couple other good songs on that album, and then they had the one that was like, it was from their second album. Um, oh shit! It was on the radio. You're 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 making up the second album, I think, because the Bahamen sure did not have more yeah, than I'm, one. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you had Who Let the Dogs Out, and then an album that you drew in crayon and wrote Bahamen on and put into a blank CD. No, case. no, 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 no. This is uh, Bahamen, um, and you see. drew yourself in it too. They sold their naming rights off to Taco Bell when they ran out of money. Wait, did that actually happen? Yeah, where do you think Baja comes Hold from? on, time out. That's not real. Shut up. You're fucking <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I legit thought that that had happened for a quick second. Um, move it like this. I can move it nope. like this. Yeah. I, I can shake it like that. Yeah. And what was the name of the second album? Bahamen albums. I'm right about this. It looks um, like they have quite a few. Maybe. What was, maybe, what was the name of the, what maybe, was the name? Are of you the on Wikipedia album? right Fucking now? Recess. I think Move It Like It Move It Like This was the second album. Yeah, Move It Like This was the second. Yeah. Album. Um, Best Years of Our Lives was on there. That was another good song. Um, but yeah, it looks like there's some sort of like legacy group, right? Like they're credited as having albums back to like the '80s. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Today? Yeah, yeah, 80s all the way up to 2015. Hmm, interesting. So the oh, okay, so they have new members in and out type of thing, I like the Power Rangers of the music. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, they're like the Power Rangers of the Lakers. They just swap out guys. <laughs> but but the thing is, <laughs> yeah, the, the the who the who let the dogs out and then the move it like this were the only ones that even got close to charting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't when we were in like when we were in, I'm pretty sure the second grade, we had a talent show. And a kid tried to sing Who Let the Dogs Out, and it was the dumbest thing I ever saw. He didn't know any of the words besides Who Let the Dogs Out. So he was just mumbled and stood there. No, it was, uh, <laughs> well, I don't want to name names, but it's another guy on the podcast. Um, no, it wasn't Seth either. But no, I don't remember who it was. I don't remember the kid's name. I just remember thinking it was so dumb. Do you remember this, Seth? I don't at all. This was a full 20 years ago, so I'm not surprised that you don't remember it. Uh, but I have a really weirdly specific oh, oh. memory. Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> don't say that. Yeah. Um, okay, anyway, moving on for music. Um, I Yeah, this isn't the show to get nostalgic. Yeah, no, I wanted <laughs> yeah, to that's ask the next you show. guys. I wanted to ask you guys, <laughs> guys about this because I had an interesting experience the other night. Um, so one of my favorite movies ever, people on the show know this, is, is The Social Network. And it just popped back up on Netflix. And so I got really stoked to watch it. And uh, I watched it on Monday night. And I was watching the movie and I know all the beats and most of the scenes. So I was, you know, um, just watching it. And I thought, okay, let's learn a little bit more about the actual story of this. And I spent a fair amount of time reading um, about the true story and what actually happened and what some of the actual motivations were. And it, it really, the movie portrays a very very fictionalized version of what happened and the truth of it as 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 stated in one of the articles that i read i read several but one of them that stood out said that um what actually was happening in the social network 
is that Eduardo, um, like it was the right business move to push him out. The, the, the reason that he got pushed out was because he was like delaying things and ignoring things that had that were time sensitive and the business was at risk um, shortly before they got funding from um, from the guy that Sean Parker, Justin Timberlake's character found. And so the truth of it is that is that this was like a weird guy who didn't really materially participate. Um, and then he eventually, Saverin eventually fucked off to like Portugal or something and like Renat, like gave up his US citizenship, apparently in an effort to not pay taxes. And so he's also a billionaire because of his, his payout and, and what stake he still has. But like he, learning the facts of it changed my opinion of that guy and, and thus potentially uh, the character played by Garfield in that movie. And so I'm wondering what you guys think of this because there obviously is the movie The Social Network in and of itself, which is incredible. But do you guys, I guess it's a couple part question. Do you go research after you've watched a true story? And then if you read things that are dramatically different, does it change your opinion then of the movie that you just saw? I think, un- unfortunately, it's this weird, like, case-by-case uh, case basis. Like, obviously, um, I-, I never did research on the social network with what uh, you're- you did for this. So it sounds very interesting that, obviously, they dramatized it, you know, made it for, you know, m- better made for a movie. Um, one that I did look up, for example, was The Big Short. But, like, when you start reading into that, that's, like, just super depressing because of everything that happened. So... Mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, a case-by-case basis. I just kind of had a stroke there, too. Sorry, I'm in a music mood, apparently. I think I'm in the same boat as Jared, um, which get us out of this boat. It's very it's very scary in here. Um, no, I... I uh, I, I don't really often look up stuff, but if there's certain things that I want to read more about um, that I'm interested in the topic, then I, then I will. But for the most part, I, I kind of take the movie for for its word. But I don't also think it's fact either. Like I, for, unless it's a documentary, and even with documentaries, it's not even that um, you know that accurate. Sometimes, sometimes they they stretch things. So um, I, I just kind of take it all with you know I'm. I'm being entertained maybe i'm learning some things i don't know but i it for the most part i don't really care that much because i just want to be entertained Mm -hmm. so yeah so does that extend then if you don't care to go do the research then if uh let's say a movie like bohemian rhapsody which uh caught a lot of flack for being in some parts completely fucking fantasy um when it was trying to present itself as like the real story so it if if it's true that you don't typically care to go do the research is it true also that you're not really a stickler about how they show stuff realistically you're more you're more mm-hmm. there to be entertained than than to learn the true facts do i have that right yeah that, that's right um and which might make me you know like dumb i guess but I, i'm just there to to see a good movie hopefully um and if it's getting good reviews then then you know, I, I want to go see it. I, I care more about the the movie and the entertainment and how it's made mm-hmm. and acted and all that stuff than compared to you know at the true story of it all. I guess it, you know unless a movie is making a big deal about this is the true story and like you know the, this is because I can't think of any example, but like you know the, 
some movies do, you know, are trying to, you know, are, are focused in on telling the true story, whereas others will say it's based and it's it's loosely, um, loosely, you know, uh, based off of, I guess, and and like with um, Booksmart, uh, or not Booksmart, fucking, uh, what's the bombshell? Same thing, mm-hmm. uh, same movie. Close to being the same. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with with bombshell, they like in interviews, like with Margot Robbie and stuff, they would they would right out there give you like these characters are fake. This is the, you know this is this is uh, a bunch of people like combined that type of thing. Um, so like they they outright in like right up front say like this is these aren't the true people uh, or this was dramatized or whatever. Um, but I guess there's a good example of like fighting with my family. Mm-hmm. I knew going in the true story. I knew that like Vince Vaughn's character is made up of this person and this person. So it's like a combined type thing. So cer- there are certain things where it will bother me like that, that kind of stuff. I still love that movie and I can enjoy it on a movie basis. But like I would have personally liked to see more of the true story and the true characters in it. So that kind of did bother me. But Again, like Jared said, case by case. Yeah, almost jumping back to it. it, 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 I mean, it's a movie. It's kind of, depending, like you're saying, on events and stuff, it's made for entertainment. Um, I'm curious, though, that, like, if a movie like The Social Network is so renowned and everyone kind of knows about it, if that is going to almost make this, like, false history moving forward where people think that that's the way it actually plays out and they don't look it up. But also there's, like, this weird side of things where a movie could potentially completely put things in a different light and completely, uh, I guess, upset people or piss them off because that uh, Mark Wahlberg Boston Marathon movie, like I heard that that very much upset a lot of people. Yeah, anytime you're getting close to something that people have an emotional attachment to, you really run the risk of, of upsetting them by changing the story. It, it's... It... it that's that's what's interesting and and you're right because there are people there are people and I bet there are a lot of them and I don't even fault people for being this way because I was this way 5 days ago. There are people who think Mark Zuckerberg's a dickhead who kicked his best friend out of his company and that's mm-hmm. it and that's the story. And because the movie is presented in such a smart way and it's not all cartoonicized and doesn't say this didn't really happen like in bomb, Bombshell and stuff, which I respect that that medium, I'm not trying to downplay it, but um uh, social network doesn't do that and they don't go to any any lengths to to say how real it is but they also don't say that it's not and so to the average person you're going to watch that and say oh okay this is the story he sucks and then people are going to move about the world with that opinion of someone and it's different it's pretty rare that you, someone would get a movie made about them about themselves while they're in their 30s um or their 20s even but mm-hmm. so so to have to actually deal with the ramifications of the person whose story that is being there to dispute it. Um, we saw this with Green Book and, and the guy's family um, talking about how untrue that was. But even then, that's his family, not him. And most of the biopics we see are about dead people. So, yeah, I, I do think, Jared, that, that people will form an opinion based on the movie and and then not go fact-check themselves. And it's probably harmless most of the time. Uh, I, I can't imagine it really, you know, unless you unless you watch, like, Teenage oh, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and you were like, "Oh, this must be definitely real." They didn't say it was fiction, you know. And then you started, you changed your whole life to go crawl around in the sewers looking for turtles. Like there are, there are ways it would get out of hand. But, I like turtles, <laughs> but it seems like low stakes. Um. Yeah. It's 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 really gonna. It's it's unfortunate that someday people are gonna look back and think how evil of, of a man Thanos was, and you know he he really was doing some good. He's misunderstood. So. 
you know, I, I hope that he can, you know, come to forgive some of these people someday. <laughs> he just wanted to be a farmer. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, I think I think he just wanted to be a farmer is a pretty good way to end that segment. <laughs> I really like feet. <laughs> I really like feet. Glenn made an appearance on uh, J Buck Live last night. I was really excited to see he, him. Yeah, Glenn is getting those royalties from that app. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Um, let's roll forward. We do actually have some um, some some pop culture media stuff to talk about. And uh, we are going to start with a Boop. review from Seth in the TV corner. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. All right, Seth. So season three now of a, a limited series that turns out to not be so limited. Um, but they've got a, a new season <laughs> up and, and you just finished it. This is a TNT. I have that right? USA. Thank you. <laughs> TNT may know drama, but USA... I don't, have, I don't know how to finish that. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we've talked about this before. The Sinner, um, which, it, yeah, was a limited series with Jessica Biel, um, who is, uh, she's great. And uh, and uh, <laughs> since then, they've, they've done different seasons. I, I don't want to be a pig like how Cody says it. <laughs> Where she can get it. Yeah. But no, uh, so see, uh, they have different, different. Um, they focus around different people each season. So the first season is Jessica Biel. Second season was a, a kid. And then this season was focused around Matt Bomer, um, who they, they don't even focus around his kid. It's actually Matt Bomer. They, they go back to the Suits days and they, they figure out why he did that show and uh, how he's gone crazy since the show's been done. It's, pre- it's a pretty nuts season. It's a very fourth wall <laughs> season of, of TV. I think it's it was- pronounced Matt Boner. <laughs> so the first two seasons are about people who go psychotic and commit murders and this season is about matt bomer's choice to do the show white collar <laughs> white collar that's what i even said suits <laughs> um it's exactly what it is no um it was he even in that he was in white collar he was a star of white collar oh. okay Were we think yeah, the same right. guy okay. i think I- so yeah, white collar. No, um, so again, kind of you know a sim- similar thing. Basically, he, you kind of see this up front that um, it, so um, Bill Pullman who plays um, Harry, I think his name, Detective Harry. Um, he um, he's in. A, it seems like he's in a better place. The last two seasons, he's kind of been like kind of messed up, but he kind of seems like in a better place starting up. Um, he's got a good relationship with his daughter and, and his grandson now. So. Why the majority of the series focuses on um, the the case or you know kind of the the murderer person, um, they do focus more on him this season and they kind of drag him into the whole thing with the case and and what Matt Bomer's got going on. Um, he uh, he basically lets his friend die um, that from college. Uh, so Cody, don't expect me to save you. And oh, I didn't. Um, and so uh you see like him kind of matt bomer his, his character start to kind of like break down mentally and you're seeing like why that happened and some of the weird things that him and his friend went through in college and some different like rituals and things like that they were going through um they weren't a part of like a cult but they kind of had like these weird um like i said rituals i guess it's it, not a religion but kind of it's it's a little strange but 
um, you start to see that unfold, and at the same time, you see Matt Bomer uh, start to unwind. He's a college professor, um, and I, I don't know what he... I don't think they say specifically what he does, but he's kind of like the cool professor, and he's pretty calm, and, and people like to, to come to him for things and that type of thing. But as the se- season goes on, you see him break down, and he, he starts to become very like short with people. and So he does a good job of... like. Over, over the entire part of the season, um, you know, ch- playing almost two different people by the time that, well, he really actually kind of does by the end of the, the season. He's a completely different person. So it's cool to see him throughout. The, I think this is some of the best acting of the show because they kind of slow it slow it down a little bit with, with the, the breakdown of, of the person. And you get to see it gradually. This isn't one where it's like right away the person's in trouble. The last two seasons has been like the person's in trouble immediately and they have to figure out what's going on to get them out of trouble. Whereas like this one, you see that there's trouble like as the viewer, but they're not in trouble right away. So you see like this person start to break down over time, which, which was a, a difference in the season. It was kind of cool. Um, it wasn't because of that though. It was a little bit more slow paced and tougher to get into. So like the first four episodes or so, I wasn't like in the past, the other two seasons, I was like right away watching the show every week. I kind of had a few episodes backlogged, so by the time I got to the second half of the season, I watched like two or three in a row, and I really couldn't stop because it started like picking up quite a bit and and getting really, really interesting. So it was a slower start, but the end, the last half of the season, was probably my favorite of the three seasons in terms of how it finished. So um, I think season one overall is still my favorite, but season three uh, was still very, very good. So uh, The Sinner, if anyone likes murder mystery type shows what's going on you know you don't really know the entirety of the story the whole way and there's a lot of cool twists and turns and stuff um definitely would recommend this one um the center continues to be a a great show so uh, hopefully they keep doing more and can figure out new cases to to put in there dope very cool so uh three seasons as i understand they're all relatively uh unrelated stories except for Bill Pullman's character yes. who carries throughout. Would you, mm-hmm. that being the case, would you encourage someone who's not seen any of it to watch them in order still, or is there any alternative order that you would that you would put on having seen them all? I would still, I would say go and go in order because um, season one is really, like I said, my favorite, and I think it, um, it would probably it would probably make more sense by the by the end to watch it in order too. But I but I think that's probably a good way to do it just because like. Season one's the best uh, easily and gets people involved and stuff. Season two still good, but takes a little bit of a dip. And then season three by the end ramps up to be to be great. So, um, yeah, I'd say that's probably a good order. I like it. I like it. Season three of The Sinner from USA, uh, which The Sinner has been on Netflix. Am I right? So we can expect to see mm-hmm. this on Netflix at some point. Are we expecting more seasons of The Sinner? That I don't know. Um, I just looked on IMDb and it had the three. So just ended a couple weeks ago. So I don't, you know, I don't know at this point. Hopefully they get more though. There you go. So we shall see. Bull Pil- Bill Pullman. Bull Pillman. <laughs> <laughs> Bull Pillman. Bull Pillman is a guy who sells discount uh, prescription jugs behind the fucking <laughs> come and go. Got to go see Bull. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, Bull Pillman. Wow. What do you need? Bull. Got Pillman. Viagra. <laughs> I need the little blue That's all I got. I only sell Viagra. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for some boner pills, please. That's what I got here. I'm going to sell you some Viagra. How much? Uh, 69 <laughs> Sorry, it's actually uh, $12. <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> 
And that's the I bit. thought we were going to do Oh, I just don't I thought we were going to do a bit. <laughs> Bull, Bull Pillman and that <laughs> Momer uh, can be found in The Sinner, season three, uh, USA, and eventually on Netflix. So uh, another recommendation from Seth in the TV corner. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts a baby in the corner. And now it's time for Raid That Pun. What did one flag say to the other? Nothing. It just waved. Two stars. All right, folks, we're going to jump into movies, and we're going to start with a fun game. Here is the SoCo Second Draft. All right, so we are writing a new oh, version. Man. Yeah, that's hot stuff. What a sweet sound. <laughs> Oof. That, that one's, that's a real steamer. Um, I'm wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's a sounder. I was going to say thank you so much for the new sounder, Jared. <laughs> um, so the game is this. Um, Seth has pulled a plot synopsis. Um, not a plot synopsis, but a um, plot summary off of a movie, a mystery movie, and we are going to ad-lib it. So we're going to replace some of the words in the original synopsis to create a brand new one, uh, which will undoubtedly be very funny and wacky. And then Jared and I are going to have to guess what the actual movie is. So a little two-sided coin here. So Seth, I imagine you need to ask us to fill in some blanks here. Yes, I will. All right, so yeah, I have six blanks to fill so each of you will fill three if I'm doing the math correctly. <laughs> nice. I'll use both hands so, and um, one of my feet. All right. So who wants to go first? Jared, you go ahead. I can go first. Yeah. All right. All right. So the first th- word I need is a type of an of an event. So it doesn't need to be a specific an event, but something you would you would go to. Battle of the bands. <laughs> that actually be pretty funny. All right, uh, Cody. I need a type of a relationship. So. Um, you know, it could be, again, simple. So, like, brother, sister, father, like, that type of thing. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with ex-spouses. Ex-spouses. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Jared. So, I needed, like, a difficult ap- action, like an action someone doesn't like to do. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I guess think of an example. Blowjobs? Uh, I'm kidding. We can get something else. Um, that could work. Okay, we'll go with I it. Do give, I can do give blowjobs. Okay, yeah, or, we'll do that one. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll adjust it. From what I've read in the on the internet, people don't like giving them. <laughs> and then, Cody, I need the opposite of that, a fun action. A fun action? G- giving blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, it was it was low hanging fruit. Uh, I'm actually can, can I'm, we? I'm actually gonna go with eating ice cream. All right, uh, Jared, I need um, I need like a, a like a, a type of like a group of people or a type of person. Like so, you could do a gender or a race or something like that. Oh, like uh, for some reason I was going towards like a flock. Would a flock work? No, it needs to be kind of more like a specific um, group of people. Yeah, so you could say birds, I guess, if that you want. Uh, I don't want to do birds. Do. Um, let's go with clowns. 
<laughs> that works. And then finally, I code. I need like a length of time, so years, months, day, seconds, whatever, anything like that. Ooh, um, let's do three weeks. Three weeks later. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and plug these in. Beep boop pop pop beep boop. All right. <laughs> what? We already have this. <laughs> We're old school. There's not a computer. Oh. <laughs> what about all that money Sorry, you guys are pulling in? I thought you guys upgraded the system. <laughs> we um we are we are weeks away from being able to afford a brand new computer um with our with all the money we have made. That's not true at all. I don't know if you could detect the sarcasm. Not buying computers anytime soon. All right. So, I'll go ahead and read the synopsis with the new words we've plugged in and uh you guys will try and guess it. Let me go through the whole thing cuz you'll probably end up getting it, but um, I just want to go through the whole thing. So, on the eve of their high school battle of the bands, <laughs> two academic superstars and ex-spouses realize they have uh, given less blowjobs um, and eaten more ice cream and should have eaten more ice cream. Uh, determined not to fall short of their peers, the clowns try to cram three weeks of fun into one night. That's pretty good. I like that. Um, wait, do they try to cram three weeks of, oh, three weeks of fun. Got it. Cause, okay. Well, yeah, I know the movie, but I would, I would love to watch th- these two clowns. Um, wait, hold on. So in our, as in our scenario, the clowns have been given blowies instead of eating ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely got that incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> we suck too much dick in high school. Let's go back and yeah. eat a bunch of ice cream. Well, have you ever had a nice, uh, you know, uh, bubblegum ice cream before? Delicious. Apparently, no. I was too focused on sucking dick in high school. I didn't. I didn't have any ice cream. Wow, grow up. Yeah. And yeah, I should have said, given blowjobs less and eating ice cream more is what I what I should have said. <laughs> well, I, um, even speaking as a person who more traditionally uh, receives blowjobs, and I'm a huge fan, um, I would even encourage people instead of instead of giving blowjobs, eat ice cream instead. Um, I I just think it seems like a better time. Um, the movie is, uh, obviously Braveheart. Um, that was pretty pretty clear a couple words in. Um, no, this is, um, this is Booksmart, right? Cut. Um, (laughs) 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 folks listening, folks listening at home will never know why there's an awkward cut there, but we do. And that's good enough for me. Oh man! Uh, so we had some fun today. Booksmart. If you don't know, uh, one you of you want the- me to read the actual synopsis? Do you want to? Sure. Okay. Go on ahead. the eve of their high high school battle of the bands, to <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it's the on the eve of their high school graduation was the actual one. Two academic academic superstars, and uh, I think I don't remember what the I deleted it, but it was best friends is what I what the actual words are. Mm. Do you remember what we put in there? Ex-spouses. Relationship ex spouses Yep. Realized they should have uh, worked, which was the, the not fun action, uh, which was given more, <laughs> given less blowjobs. <laughs> and uh, played is the actual word, which was eaten more ice cream. More. Uh, determined not to fall short of uh, their peers, the girls, which was clowns, try to cram four years, which was three weeks of fun into one night. Man. I crammed three weeks worth of Chipotle into one night uh, earlier this week, and I'm still paying for it. 
So those clowns that have a tall order. Uh, Booksmart is the actual movie, and it's available to watch on Hulu, I want to say. Uh, but I own it. Yeah. And uh, Mike, Me too. Mike also owns a copy uh, because he won our Oscar game this year. Do I have that right? Um, he, I think he, well, he was second because I won. Um, oh, get it right, right, motherfucker. Yeah. Don't, don't, um, let, don't let us forget. <laughs> but also, um, I don't think Mike has still gotten his copy yet. So I'm sure we'll get a text um, or a Snapchat message yeah. uh, as soon as he listens to this and says, where is that? Yeah, he's going to send you a text that says, give me what I want. And he's going to be justified in doing so. Um, and then I'm going to say, uh, mommy. <laughs> Mummy. There you go. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, Booksmart is available. Is to Jared watch, still there? I don't know why I agree to come on to this show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, 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 every guest, that's actually, that's guest bingo, because uh, now every guest we've ever set, ha, had has said that. So, congrats. There we go. <laughs> um,. It's funny though, because yeah, your your voice can probably be, be heard on every single episode at some point. <laughs> you should probably be getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we don't make any he, money. Because he at least, um, even if you're even if you're not on or we don't do one of the you know weird sounders that we have of you saying things, you, he at least says does the at Jared Buckendall mm-hmm. for when he. When we so your voice is definitely on every single you're on every single episode of the podcast. Oh my gosh, Bill me. I'm not. I'm not even on every single episode of the podcast. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) Actually, I I think the solo show episode. um, Yeah, I wasn't on that one. Yeah, that was just me. Oh yeah. For those for those out there who are SoCo show historians who uh, who are keeping track of the stuff on the SoCo wiki. And, uh, you know, he may even just use in journals. Um, that's a fact right there. That's that's a for one day when there's SoCo show bar trivia. That's going to be one one of the questions mm. is uh, um, who's the, who, which of the hosts have has uh, been on every single episode. And it'll be me. Hmm. How special. Um, anyway, <laughs> that was the, that whole thing was the SoCo second draft. Do you think we'll have bar trivia of our of our podcast one day? Oh, one hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah, people do bar trivia about our podcast, so it's theme night. Name the episode when that would be fun. Which which of yeah. which of the hosts has not seen the Matrix? I think people would get that one. Um, I think well, that, there's some that would good be trivia. like first round questions. Yeah, we've definitely done enough to get to get some trivia about us. Someone someone out there. Who isn't doing anything right now? Uh, figure out some SoCo trivia. Maybe we can host. Maybe we can host some SoCo trivia at some point. That'd be fun to do. Uh, anyways, right now we got some business to get back to because I caught up on a movie from our list from We Missed the Boat. Oh, I'm on a boat, and you're gonna need a bigger boat. Alrighty, so I sat down last night and had a very enjoyable experience watching Young Adult. Uh, with Charlize oh, Theron. Nice. This is, uh, tell me the name of the writer-director again. Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman, who, he's working on the new Ghostbusters. Do I have that right, too? Yep. Yep. So, um, Charlize is in this. She plays a <laughs> 37, I think they say her age is, year old woman who uh, lives in the city of Minneapolis, but goes home to her small town, uh, essentially to try to rekindle an old flame. Um 
from her past. And this is an interesting movie. I I had a similar experience, Seth, to what you had last week uh, watching V for Vendetta. I had one idea of what this movie was, and it wasn't that. Um, and so it was an interesting surprise to get into the movie and realize, oh, this is not what I expected it to be. Uh, and it was a really enjoyable experience. Um, no surprise, it is... 99% of the work here is done by Charlize Theron. She's incredible in this, as always. It's really crazy to me the, the range that Charlize has. Um, she's playing, like, she's, she's, she's a well-put-together adult, but just a little bit less mature than other people her age, I think, is typically what's gone on, because she hasn't had kids yet, and she's interacting with a lot of people who have. So she's... She, she's She's doing well enough in life, but she is um, struggling to interact with people from her past because they have such a different type of life. And she's the one that kind of left the small town um, and is now coming back to it. And she's dealing with some mental health um, struggles as well. And it's it's an interesting movie. Um, Charlize, like I said, leads the way here. And I really liked her character in this. Uh, Mavis, I think is her name. And she, um, I related to her a lot. Um, because we have our small town. There are a lot of people who stayed home. And as, as one of the few, um, Seth and I included, who actually left town uh, and went on to, to bigger cities, um, it's interesting to go back because people, people age and mature differently when they're in their hometown versus when they're somewhere else. And uh, it was interesting to see that play out here, especially with a bunch of people who you know are her own age because they went to high school together. So Charlize is doing an awesome job here. She's really vulnerable at several points in this, but also kind of tough. And, and she does both of those things really well, I think. Uh, Patton Oswalt has a really interesting uh, role, supporting role in this as kind of this dweeby kid who grew up uh, mm -hmm. and is kind of friends with, with Charlize. And then uh, Patrick Wilson is the sort of male love interest um, of Charlene, Charlize in this. But a really solid supporting cast. This was just a nice, warm-feeling um, indie movie. It felt, it felt, I, I, I'm sure it got a wide release when it came out, but it felt like one of the smaller indie movies. The stakes are low. There's not a ton of characters. Yeah. There's not a city on fire or some shit like that. Um, I, so it had that intimate feel. Uh, I don't, I don't think it was a wide release either. I think it was a, a smaller movie because both, both of those two not, weren't that big yet. Right. Yeah. That makes they, sense. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me too much. I caught this on Netflix, um, where it is still available if folks want to watch it. It's just, like I said, it's just a nice movie, especially if you're one of those people like me who, who you've moved far away from, uh, from where you grew up. It's a fun one. And it's one I think a lot of people will relate to. So this was an enjoyable experience. It was funny. It had, um, it had some heart at times. It had some, some really, um, uh, how best to describe disappointing moments, not, not disappointed in the, the quality of the film, but like you're disappointed in certain characters for the choices that they make. And it, you know, when you see a character in a movie make a choice that you know is wrong, it's kind of sad in that way. Um, and, and there's plenty of that with, with Charlize's character here, but this is just a nice movie. It's a tight 94 minutes. So it was uh, easy and quick to get through and was just a nice one. I think a lot of people are going to like this. There's not really much that's off putting about it, frankly. Um, it's just a, a good one to stumble upon on Netflix for people who are scrolling through. So young adult, um, is the name of this one. Jared, did you, did you catch this, uh, at any point? No, I've never seen this. And for some reason that title, like this is completely different than what I had in my mind. For some reason, I thought this was like that Amy Poehler baby movie. Right. Yeah. Oh, baby mama. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Young adult. I don't know. I, this one just <laughs> slipped through the cracks, I guess. 
Yeah. So the reason I, what I thought I was coming into was Charlize is like a just out of college young person who like is totally disheveled and can't get her shit together. Like can't even dress herself. Right. Cause like on the, on the cover of the, on the DVD cover, it's her in like this too big sweater and she looks not put together at all. And there's a reason for that in the context of the movie. But I thought it was going to be another one of those like train wreck or like the beginning of Britney runs a marathon movies where you're like, Oh, here's another yeah. like early to mid twenties girl who just does everything fucking wrong. And is a slob, um, and, and it wasn't that she's older. The reason it's called young adult is because her job is she writes young adult novels and that was confusing oh, okay. for me. So once I got over that, it was really an enjoyable experience. So I, I dug it a lot. Charlie Theron, man, like it's, we talk about her a fair amount on this. Uh, last time I think it was probably around bombshell, but she just, she can do everything. She's one of those that I know she gets a lot of respect, but I don't think it's even quite enough. Like if you lined up all of her movies and the breadth and depth of the characters um, that she's portrayed and she's still not even very old. Like she would have a bang in like in memoriam. <laughs> like if you just look back at all of her <laughs> career at it, you'd see like, she's done a ton of crazy different stuff between this and then like atomic blonde, even just if you took those movies. But then if you throw everything else in there, she got the Oscar for monster too. Um, she's one of the best out there right now. Maybe, maybe even my favorite um, actress working right now. She's everything I've seen her in is awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a long time, but um, yeah, I, I I think I would appreciate it differently now if I went back and watched it, because mm-hmm. um, because I, I definitely have you know um, even though a lot of my maturity and um, stupid things I say doesn't don't show it, I've matured over time since I've seen that. I saw it like right around when it came out, so um, I uh, I should go back and watch it, but I I do remember remember enjoying it and it's a it's an early indie type movie that that really that like kind of got me into more indie movies so mm-hmm. i'll always appreciate it for that she has this um she has this monologue at one point she's she's talking about what makes her so different and and she's talking about how um oh what's the because she it's been so long that i, yeah. I don't think i could pull any specific lines she's been living this like fast-paced really aggressive life um, really career focused in the city and everyone else has been at home like with their kids and shit and she at one point in the movie says um, um, she goes I don't I don't understand why they seem happy doing this and because from her point of view everything she does is fast and exciting and sexy and everyone else is sitting at home bored and from their perspective they have family and and all that that entails and the excitement and things that come from that and her life seems so crazy so it's one of those things because i've had that thought like i i there are friends of ours who have wives and kids and i'm like why it's it 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 seems (laughs) like there's so much out here to do and i know that they're looking at me saying why are you doing running around doing this dumb shit for it get it get a fucking wife and have a kid um, so it's interesting to see how <laughs> even people of the same age at, and, and at the stage that we are in life, this is rampant. Um, the, the differences between people of the same age are so vast. And there is, there's that line in there, something to the effect of what she says is, I don't get how people can be happy doing that. And, um, I have had that thought and that really hammered it home for me and made that movie really relatable. And so it, I enjoyed it. I know you didn't intend for me to like. Uh, relate to Charlize yeah. Theron's character, but I really did. I would definitely suggest you go back and watch it again. I, I should because yeah, I might. I mean, my views on that stuff have changed, one like one hundred percent since I saw that movie last. It's it's a complete one eighty, um, compared to what I was thinking back then about what life was. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, I I definitely need to go back and watch that. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Jared, highly recommend. It's on Netflix too. Uh, not only for Jared, but for all the folks out there, young adult. Um, there there are some there are some mental health items in this that you don't necessarily see coming. So it might be worth a does the dog die search um, to check for trigger warnings if you're if you're pretty sensitive. But it's nothing too extreme, I wouldn't say. But um, but. It doesn't advertise itself as having anything to do with mental health, but there are points of it that do. So there's your warning. Um, but Young Adult is out there on Netflix now. And I am excited. This is one of my favorite parts about this segment is I have now watched a movie and it needs replaced. So Seth, I need a, I need a fifth movie for my, for my list here. I think, I think we, meant, we talked about it the other night and um, I mentioned we were talking about Jason Reitman. Cause I don't. You didn't say you're watching Young Adult, but I guess now thinking about it, I should have probably guessed that. Um, but uh, so another one of those movies that I don't think that you've seen. I, I think you said you hadn't seen it. Thank you for smoking. Oh no, I haven't, and I really want to. So I'm stoked that you put this on the list. Okay. Um, this one I've been wanting wanting to watch for years, and everything I I hear about it since has been good. Um, Aaron Eckhart, mm-hmm. he's in this, right? Yes. He's a smoking executive. Yeah, I mean, like Jake. Yeah, um, uh, J.K. Simmons is in it. William H. Macy's in it. Um, a couple other people. This is exciting. Like smaller. Thank you. Yeah, this is yeah. This was before Young Adult, so this kind of was really the bigger one that got him kind of able to do stuff he wanted to do more. You know, coming some of the smaller, more intimate stories that he did like that. Mm-hmm. So I've got two weeks now to watch either. Excuse me. Either thank you for smoking, uh, Richard Jewell. Waves, Mall Rats, or Toy Story Three, which I should I should just bite the bullet and watch that. It's been on my list for so, since the <laughs> I think it's been an entire it's calendar on Disney year. Plus. Uh, it is on Disney Plus. I may have to check that out. Um, but next week, Seth, you're going to be watching something uh, from your list, and we need to cross reference this and see if there are some uh, that Jared hasn't seen. So, what, what's your list of five? Uh, Silence of the Lambs, the game, the game. Uh, catch, <laughs> catch me if you can. Being John Malkovich and Hidden Figures. Cool. So, Jared, so, don't say which don't say which ones because of spoilers. But are there are there some in there that you haven't seen? The game. I'm kidding. I've seen the game. Um, yes, there are some. Okay, cool. So the two of you can can get together and choose a we miss the boat. Um, assuming you're going to be back with us next week, I get, I didn't even ask, but um, I don't know. I uh, might die. Who knows? There you go. <laughs> um, so a review will come for one of those five movies uh, from Seth and Jared next week. But for me, thank you for smoking. You just made the list! Boom. Good stuff. Uh, we continue to hit on these. It's been super fun. We, we have a good idea of each other's tastes, and so it's been, uh, it's been a fun segment. So that is it for well, this week's I only show. watch good movies. Oh, okay. You only watch good movies. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is We Missed the Boat. Oh, I'm on a boat, and... You're going to need a bigger boat. All right, we move on from uh, some stuff we missed to some stuff that is coming out now. We have two new movies to review this week. Uh, here are those. Here are those. Here are those. I, I, here are them. I here are thinking, them movies. I, I always want there to be like something witty that I say, like a like a title for the segment that is just reviews. And so I'll say like, we got a couple reviews to get to. Let's get into reviews. And I'm like, I just fucking said the word. <laughs> so I, that, that's always, that always goes through my head every time. It's kind of like freaking out before I say hello at the beginning. It just constantly happens. And I think I'll do it better next time. And I don't. Um, anyway, that was a long way around. Here's reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it. 
So we have two new releases from this last week uh, that are streaming. And um, I, let's start, Seth, with yours. Because I, I know what Jared's going to review, and I, I, I think that one's going to be fun and saved for last. So, Seth, what did you catch uh, this past weekend? Um, I caught a personality test in Never, Rarely, Sometimes, and Always. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but, no, so Never, Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. It's a $20 rental because uh, Universal likes to just fucking charge you as much as they can for their, for their movies. Even though this is going to be an independent movie with almost no release. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm a little bitter about that $20 <laughs> I had to spend. But it was for a good movie. So um, I'm, I, I guess in, in the end, I'm not that mad. Uh, but basically the story of this um, is that um, a girl uh, doesn't, her name is, what is her name? Sorry, one second. Skylar, I believe. No, Autumn. Sorry. Autumn and Skylar. Autumn, um, she uh, is pregnant. They they kind of early on show at the beginning of the movie she's pregnant. They don't really give any context to, to why. They don't like go into any specifics. Um, they kind of show that she's in like a pretty bad home. Like she was given a beer by her mom, just like hanging out. And she's like a teenager, like 16. So um, like just kind of a weird, you can tell it's a bad household. So just not in a good situation overall, but she's, she's pregnant and uh, she, they're in Pennsylvania and in Pennsylvania, you have to um, have permission to have an abortion and, but from your parents, if you're under 18. And so um, I think they said she's 17. So she doesn't want to tell her parents because she's in a bad home and knows bad stuff will happen. So, um, her and her cousin, who is her best friend and that's Skylar, um, they go and go on a trip to New York, uh, to get the abortion. So that's, that's kind of the, the basic story. I'll leave it at that. But I will say these two girls are like completely like new actresses. Um, the only person I knew in this and the only reason I know it's cause I watched the show is, is Ryan Agold and he was on the blacklist. Um, on NBC, he was the husband of the main character. Mm. Um, so like, that's the only person and he's in it for like, he's the father. He's in it for like 30 seconds. He's like barely in it. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of weird. It's, it's, it's focused basically on these two, uh, two girls. And, um, the only thing I see that, so the girl plays autumn, who's fantastic. The main girl in this, um, never done any work before in her life. She's never been in any movie or show or anything like that. Um, Skylar, who's the cousin, has been in a couple of things just like when she was younger and stuff, but she's going to be in the West Side Story, new West Side Story movie. So we'll see her coming up soon. Um, she was really good. Both were, were really great, but I thought Autumn had more to do. And, and again, she's going through an abortion and like a shitty life. And they, they go over that stuff like why kind of, I guess, service level, why her life is shitty. Um, again, they don't go in any a lot of specifics like they, they, there's some weird stuff that happens at her job. They don't really go any like more detail about that. There's some weird st- that that's kind of like weird and and like definitely not appropriate um, for age stuff like that. But um, or just in general for working for someone. But uh, and then also um, again they no- never go into to how she got pregnant. It's it's really just more focused on these two girls and their trip to go to New York and kind of what um, abortion is at that, like they, they, they really focus on her and this girl and this, this weird, weird place that she's in, in, in her life. And, um, like what abortion would be at that age. It's, it's it's definitely, there's tough, tough moments in it. And it's very, um, uneasy at times, but also I think it, it does, it does have a great, like center, like 
message of friendship with these two and that they're that they're there for each other no matter what so they have, they you know have to do some uh, you know uh, bad things i guess um i don't want to give too much away because it, it is a wor- movie worth seeing maybe wait until it's not twenty dollars um because again I, I would spend that money to to go see it in the movie and the theater and all that stuff but i also don't think it's a movie that everyone needs to see immediately so if when it's like four dollars or a netflix or hulu or whatever definitely check it out it's it's 100 worth seeing um but otherwise don't pay the 20 dollars right just yet mm-hmm. sounds um sounds really topical like all those reproductive rights and yeah. things have been out there a lot so is this movie taking a side like should people on one side of this issue stay away because it's going to piss them off or or do they shoot it down the middle here um i think they don't so i'd say it, it's not gonna make pro-life people happy i guess like they're not they the the message of the movie isn't to bash pro-life people but it also isn't like um saying abortions are bad you know gotcha. like it's it's really more focused on this this girl and and um i guess it does focus on the decisions uh, but it really it, it is focused a lot on that friendship and like how far you'll go for each other type of thing too mm-hmm. so um yeah so i you know it, it will be triggering for people who are pro-life like hardcore pro-life um but it also again like i said doesn't straight out bash them either so sure there you go all righty well um never rarely sometimes always uh is the new film available for rent from universal uh right now at the high price seth is saying wait until it's a little bit cheaper uh and then check it out <clears throat> So Jared, you've got a Netflix movie for us here, and um, you you pre you pre sent in your review with four thumbs up. Um, so I'm <laughs> about, about to give a, about to give a glowing review of of their new their newest release here. Yeah, this is completely on the opposite spectrum of what Seth just kind of talked about. Um, it's this. It's not an abortion movie. Uh, no. <laughs> Would you call I mean, it an abortion of a movie? A what? Oh, yes, 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 I would. <laughs> that is correct. Um, it is this new kind of buddy cop comedy film on Netflix called Coffee and Kareem. Not Coffee and Cream, Coffee and Kareem. And the cast in this, we have uh, Ed Helms, Taraji P. Henson, Betty Gilpin is in it, and then uh, the kid that is sort of the buddy cop with Ed Helms is Terrence Little garden high and essentially yeah it's it's a buddy cop film but the the writing the dialogue where everything goes it just it feels like a movie that I, I, i'm not even gonna say dated actually yes the, the what they talk about is dated but like I don't even know how or why this was made. Like, I joked in my review that, like, the Netflix algorithm computer just spit this out, and then they cast it and filmed it, and then they're like, great, this is going to be do numbers for our platform. But, (laughs) I I mean, I don't even know what to really say because it follows what you think a buddy cop film is going to be because Ed Helms is dating this kid's mom. The kid doesn't like him. They obviously are butting heads like any buddy cop film. Some tragic event happens where they have to start working together. But it almost felt like this was actually written for like two adults or like two college kids potentially because the m- amount of dialogue that they are given to this kid that is uh, apparently 12 year old, 12 years old in this movie is like very 
just graphic. Like he's swearing, he's talking about uh, effing people and this and that. Like it is very just off-putting that this young kid is saying all of this stuff. And maybe for some people it's going to be funny because of the shock factor that a kid is saying all of this stuff. But it, it's just very weird because, like, even there's, like, this uh, cutoff scene where they're talking about uh, – it's, like, a newscast, and obviously there's dirty cops and stuff like that. But the newscast is saying that Ed Helms kidnapped this kid to essentially, like, fuck him. And they, like, even say it on the newscast, and it's very weird that they, they steer into comedy that I feel like is – is almost dated because they go into kind of pedophilia stuff. They go into race stuff. They, 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 nothing in this movie is really funny. Like the one, the only one thing that I thought was funny and it was because I'm like, okay, I needed that. Someone explodes from a grenade and I thought that was the funniest part of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's basically one of those Netflix movies. And unfortunately, Netflix, they have a bad reputation for, quantity over quality this is one of those throw it on the platform see if people watch it because we're going to put it on the title screen and it's going to automatically start playing after you watch anything else um this is a bad movie (laughs) this is i i'm you've convinced me i'm not going to watch this um but i dead and i'm not this is not a joke i dead seriously thought when i saw coffee and kareem comes out on netflix on friday I thought it was going to be a show with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar talking, talking <laughs> and, to and basketball the- players over coffee. I thought it was going to be a Seinfeld ripoff, like a Cars Coffee, mm-hmm. ca- comedian's Cars Coffee thing. Um, and it wasn't that. And then they were like, yeah, it's Ed Helms and a little black kid in a cop movie. <laughs> I was like, what? That sounds totally stupid. I would rather have watched Kareem. Yes, your idea, like I, I actually made that as a joke for my intro, but that idea, I would watch that show. 100% coffee and then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar blah 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 did did in my mouth um interviews people I'm down for that show <laughs> yeah that, it sounds like that so does this do you get do you get the obvious because we we on the show I don't know Jared about your opinion but um we think highly of Ed Helms we think he's comedically very good and we like him in the office and hangover and other stuff um do you do you see this as like him actually trying to put forth something good and failing at it? Or is he slumming it here and you can see that and it's it's not like could this have been better if he were acting better or is this was this unsavable from from jump? I, 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 I don't know because I'm trying to think in my mind. You guys might have to help me. Has he done what, what has he done recently? Because I really liked him in The Hangover. I liked him in The Office. But aside from that. I, I don't know what he's really done. I mean, there was that vacation remake. Yeah, vacation. Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids and Tag was probably what you saw him in. Okay, Tag. Yeah. I, I again, I, I'm not gonna rewatch this, but I'd almost have to focus in on his scenes. I I think he was maybe the standout, but that's very much pushing it. Mm-hmm. And they got Taraji for this, and then told you that Ed Helms was dating Taraji. Do I have this right? Yeah. Yes, which oh, I'm just well. like, I'm not buying this one bit. And she also is very, <laughs> she's not sidelined, but she is in it a very limited amount of time. That's so weird. They must be paying those guys crazy like, amounts of money. The, the setup is, obviously the kid doesn't like this cop because like the mom, I think they got divorced, whatever. But the cop comes over on his like lunch break and they have sex. But then the kid walks in and that kind of like sets the mood between the two because the kid like later on, he's like, I saw you fucking my mom. And I'm like, what is going on? Why is this a movie? 
Ugh. I... If I if I do watch this, it's going to be exclusively to laugh at it because I, I always thought the premise was dumb. The title is highly dumb, um, and apparently the execution was was also terrible. So if you want something to th- throw shit at your TV during, um, make sure you check out Coffee and Kareem, which is available on Netflix now. And it sounds like I need to go and and you the listener should as well go watch Jared's review uh, over on the J Buck Studios YouTube page. As well, I need a new updated at Jared Buckendall. I need a new one of those. So, is it? Are you? Are you YouTube? Are you now YouTube.com/slash/JBuckStudios? Is that how it goes? I mean, my name is still me, I guess. Um, but my channel—I don't know. It—it's confusing. Yeah, because I always say go look on the YouTube at Jared Buckendall. But you're not. That's not. If how you, you type my name in, though, everything pops up. Oh well, there you go. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, so you're uh, still good. I don't good. need a new sounder at all. At Jared Buckendall. That's the place. Search YouTube for Jared to find uh, his his review of Coffee and Kareem, which is apparently not a talk show, um, but uh, is instead a feature film that didn't need to be made. So check that out. Let <laughs> us know what you guys think of that. Uh, in addition to Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always, and everything else we talked about uh, in the comments or on Facebook and Twitter at Soco Show Pod. And uh, that's, that's it. Just two movies this week in reviews. Mom? What do you think? I love it. I hated it. All right, folks, we are. I uh. Yeah, go ahead. I, I I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna make a, a follow up to Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, and it's gonna be, um, uh, disagree, somewhat disagree, neutral, <laughs> <laughs> agree. <so. laughs> I would. Oh, that just it made me angry. I hate those kind of surveys, and it made me angry just to hear you say the list. So. <laughs> I, I say go ahead and make your movie but I'm not going to fucking watch it um, we are almost wow. to the end of episode 139 but before we go we got to give you one more thing but I'm down to one more, t- one more thing okay guys I'm going to plug yet another YouTube uh, channel here this is one I just oh fucking great yeah 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 so I have um, my, my f- honestly like if I have like half an hour to kill that's my favorite amount of time to kill and i don't even usually watch tv during that time i usually just watch youtube and i am always drawn to like movie breakdown things like looking academically at film and i just found this new channel um when i was watching movie or um, videos about uh, the social network called lessons from the screenplay and basically it's a guy breaks down he'll break down typically it's a it's an entire movie or a specific idea from the movie so like one of the one of the videos is exposition in in action uh from the matrix so they go through like uh, how the action scenes inform the story and and thus don't require the need for spoken exposition they talk about the dark knight and and how to create the ultimate antagonist and what like what rules you would follow in screenwriting to create an awesome uh, antagonist. Sorry, um, they talk about Gone Girl and and how that um, some of the stuff about how that was um, written. And then uh, Searching was one of my favorite ones. Um, and that one talked about having to format a screenplay to fit the the computer screen um, way of filming that they did it. So it's 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 maybe like an, another step above nerdy that most people maybe don't want to make the jump to. But if you feel academic and you want to learn some more about how screenplays are written and and just uh, for me it helps me enjoy movies more to understand how much thought went into it and so it's been really fun for me to watch those so yet another one 
to add to the list, uh, Lessons from the Screenplay. Um, and you can just YouTube that. That's the exact name of the uh, of the channel. I very much recommend the Social Network episode. That one was really good. Yeah, I had uh, one more thing. I, I'm trying to remember what it was, but I, I, I I'll say... You want me to no, go? No, no, no. I, I got a different one. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out okay. to, like, essentially everyone that's still kind of, like, working through these weird, different awkward times but especially like the the food delivery drivers because i've witnessed this twice Mm. and it makes me laugh every single time but our neighbors ordered pizza the other day and the papa john's guy like set the pizza down like it was a goddamn bomb and then backed up 10 feet after ringing (laughs) ringing the doorbell and then like they got the pizza and then he went and picked up the bag and then they went away and then today like my brother ordered jimmy john's and they kind of did the same thing like it is just it's very weird everything that we're going through, but it's almost you got to look at the comedic side of how everyone's handling everything. Oh, it's hilarious! I got I got Five Guys um, delivered to my place, and Five Guys doesn't have like a Five Guys bag; it's just a brown bag. And, <laughs> <laughs> Is there dog and shit in it? There, well, no, but it's fucking greasy as it hell. It's so greasy, so you cannot get out of Five Guys without a greasy ass bag. So I opened my door yeah. like a couple weeks ago. To this greasy, there's a head in there. This greasy, crumpled up fucking bag just Ugh. sitting, and and my guy had left. He had put it down and fucked off. And yeah, so that's what ours do too. I open. I was like, I'm glad that I'm the guy who found this, or someone would have called the cops. It looked like there was a head <laughs> or a bomb in that fucking bag. So you're right. It is. There has been good comedy, but the the delivery people are the MVPs. They're keeping my ass alive. Mm-hmm. What if there's a head with fries in its mouth next time you open it up? Then I would I would say that person deserved to get their head cut off because they're eating my fries. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. My one more thing is a podcast. I've been getting into um, scripted podcasts again. And one that's going on currently, I think there's three episodes out now. I listened to the newest one today, um, is one of Tessa Thompson. Uh, she's the lead in it, Ooh. and it's called the Left Right Game. Um, basically, what this one is, it's uh, they if, the Left Right Game is kind of like an urban legend, supernatural thing, kind of like they uh, similar to like um, Bloody Mary or um, Candyman. Ca- uh, can- ca- yeah, Candyman's movie, I guess, but like yeah, Bloody Mary, where you you know you, you turn look in the mirror and say Bloody Mary and turn the lights off and all that stuff. Um, so stuff like or. I guess any yeah I guess, I guess that's the the main one I'm thinking of but it's kind of like that where the left right game is you um, turn left then right and you just keep going until you can't go anymore and so like you you t- first take a left and then you see a right you take your first right then you take your first left then you take your first right so um, this apparently uh, opens up a supernatural element or world and Tessa Thompson is a reporter who is skeptical of it and so she goes on a group uh group convoy uh of cars that do this left right game and so it's it's her recordings but then it also kind of like it starts off as a recording then shifts into um where it sounds like real life so it doesn't sound like a recording the whole time which can get annoying because i've listened to some audio podcasts or um, fiction podcasts that do that where it's like just a recording the entire time and it gets kind of annoying on the ears this transition so it sounds awesome actually too because it's the first one to be completely done by sonos so they have a, an audio engineer who's worked on a bunch of movies um they they talk after one of the podcasts this, this guy's worked on like star wars and um jurassic park and all kinds of stuff uh as a sound guy 
And so he he did this podcast, and it's actually really cool, especially if like earbuds or stuff that type of thing in. Like it sounds like stuff is coming behind you, um, or like they they intensify certain sounds, and it's all very like crisp and clear. And like I said, it goes in and out of the recording, so you can even tell, like it it shifts back and forth between recording sometimes. So really, even just because they have a, a disclaimer up front that goes like, if you're driving a car. Um, just use caution because you're going to hear things that sound like they're coming around you or behind you. Mm. Um, so just be aware. So I've never heard that on an audio podcast before, which is cool. So um, technically, it's a it's a great podcast. Tessa Thompson. Um, it, it's weird to say like it's a great performance because it's an audio like fiction podcast, but um, you know it, it's it, she has a good voice for for doing that. So um, I, I like her performance in it and and overall it's just like a really interesting cool story that the way they use the sound you can like picture what's going on and like they do a good job of of describing certain things it's really cool like i would recommend especially this one if you've never listened to a a fiction scripted podcast like that um check this out because it, it it does a really cool job of telling a story with it this is fascinating so i've done this like driving around with girls in high school um, but not like, not for any real reason other than just to drive around with girls in high school. Um, but I, I pulled that up, um, when you were talking about it and there was a Reddit post of a guy who I think might be telling the story that ends up being that podcast. Um, so I didn't read it. I, I jumped off of it, but this sounds really interesting. And I did like, you put me on to, what was the one with the little Alexa type thing? Sandra. Sandra. And that was a really good one. With Kristen Wiig. Yeah, Kristen Wiig was good in that. Um, so this is the left-right game. Sounds interesting. I might I might have to listen to mm-hmm. this. How how So there's three episodes out now. How long are they apiece? These ones are a little bit longer, actually. Um, they're anywhere from like 30 to 40 minutes. A lot of these the fiction podcasts are like 20, mm-hmm. 15, 20. I'm listening to one with, right now with Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, that's like 12 to 15 a, an episode. Um, but there's a lot of really great fiction podcasts out there and a lot of them have been made into shows or going to be made into shows like homecoming and limetown are both um shows that i talked about that were fiction that were scripted fiction podcasts um it's a lot of good really really good stuff and they're getting bigger and bigger stars to do some of this stuff so um definitely check these out they're they're free and they're like really good entertainment so nice check them out there you go yeah be careful just just like in that show be careful when you're listening to the soco show in your car uh, because it may it may cause you to drive off a bridge. Just be careful. Um, <laughs> all right, so we got uh, we got the left right game. We got uh, the real MVPs, the delivery people, and lessons from the screenplay on YouTube. And one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. Oh, that's gonna bring it to the end of episode 139. Big shouts out to Jared for joining us, man. You want to plug your shit quick? Yeah, you guys can find me on YouTube at JBuck Studios and then Instagram and Twitter at Jared Buckendall. Again, um, every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Central Time, JBuck Live. And right now, next week's main topic, since movie news is very slow, <laughs> I'm 75% sure it's going to be the definitive ranking of Hot Pockets. So definitely <laughs> tune in for that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, can we uh, catch any more trivia anytime soon? Uh, yeah, maybe Friday night. If you guys are down, I will definitely yeah. do trivia Friday night because this posts Thursdays, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. Hey, if you're listening, tune in to J-Buck Studios Friday night for some trivia, shenanigans, drinks, all sorts of fun. Fuck yeah. 
There you go. All sorts of great stuff going over, uh, going on over at JBuck Studios. Make sure you give that a YouTube follow uh, and hit up Jared's Patreon as well if you can. Uh, one of the one of the very worthwhile Patreons to be a part of. Um, because actually, uh, Seth and I are going to appear on a Patreon episode of Jared's podcast, Movies and Nonsense, uh, very soon. So if you want more Seth and Cody and you want to pay for it, head on over to Jared's. <laughs> <laughs> they immediately turn yeah, this off and unclip. I have a feeling most people after we do after we do one more thing just shut the episode off anyway because I don't often say anything really important afterwards. But um, if you are still listening, well, thank you for doing so. Jokes on them! I'm gonna tell my credit card number five two four nine. Yeah, you should do what I did on that one video and hit a gift card that no one's found yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that we should. Do. What, vid- what video? Don't was worry it? about it. Don't. Worry about it. <laughs> Oh, man. It doesn't matter. I can't use the gift card anyway. It's for Fandango, isn't it? Yeah, it's Fandango one. Yeah, that's a good point. You could use it to buy buy movies to stream. You can do that on Fandango. That's true. Yeah. So there you go. Go over to J Buck Studios. Uh, watch all the videos there and try to find a free gift card. And uh, check out everything Jared's putting out. Uh, make sure you also check out our sponsors. Uh, links to all of them in the description box along with all of our contact info. Uh, and everything else. If you want to head over to the Anchor page, you can link in the box as well. Become a contributor. Uh, big shouts out to our current contributors, Mike V, Jared, who joins us now, um, Casey C, and also Anna S. We certainly appreciate you guys helping out the show. And uh, if you're not a contributor, uh, don't worry. You can just continue to click on these episodes. Keep sharing them with friends. We really appreciate that. Every listen uh, does help the show. So thank you guys for tuning in once again. And uh, we're going to wrap things up here. So for Seth Ott and for... At Jared Buckendall. I have been co-exotic. And we will see you next week. Bye, Seth.